Hello and welcome to the Azim Digital Asks podcast. Today I'm joined by Marette, the brains behind Mob Digital. She describes herself as a natural storyteller. When she's not on the job, she can often be found trying out puns in either Dutch and English and sometimes German or French and poking her nose into new adventures. Professionally, she is an SEO wizard, email marketing queen and someone I've had the pleasure of meeting in person and she really knows her stuff. We have a great conversation. I'm hoping that you enjoy it. Welcome, Marette. Thank you very much for joining me today. How are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I feel uh, feel very honoured. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so I won't be doing much talking because in the intro to the episode, I've given you a bit of an introduction. But why don't we start with something different? And instead of telling us a bit about yourself, tell everyone you're sitting in your favourite restaurant where are you and what are you ordering? Oh, my days. Okay. Well, this actually takes me back to, um, it takes me back to India where um, I'd, I'd been to an ashram, which is a whole story in itself, but it was very strict. And I just remember we left there with such... Uh, relief and excitement to to be out and have whatever we wanted and we sat on the beach and we had the freshest fish that was caught we we saw the fishermen come in and bring the fish in and it was just delicious food freshly cooked nice vegetables fantastic sunset view and a group of great people all around me Definitely should not have started the episode with that because now I am super hungry. So thank you very much for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now that's out of the way, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So hi, everyone. Uh, Thanks for listening so far. You made it. Um, (laughs) uh, My name is Marette. I work in digital marketing and uh, I'm self-employed. Um, I have my own business called Mob, and we bring together a brand story through uh, the technical side of things, making sure your website can get found and having relevant and unique content on your website, as well as engaging with your audience through email marketing. Um, now that's all the business stuff out of the way. <laughs> um, I am also, I live in the Midlands. I have a dog called Bramble who features heavily in anything you see of me on social media. I I love being outside, going on hikes, going uh, wakeboarding and just, yeah, spending time outside is my favorite. Awesome. You sound super busy. So once again, I'm very glad to have you on the podcast. Thank Mm -hmm. you very much. So yeah, the purpose of this podcast is essentially just to find out a little bit about some of the industry's top marketers, of which you are definitely one, um, and find out a little bit about how you got into the industry, what essentially helped you to get to where you are today. So I guess the first question from me is, uh, at what point did you realize that marketing was the career for you? So I'd, I'd, I kind of went through the the more traditional uh, steps of I you know I went obviously I went to school 
and then um, my uni degree was very heavily focused on marketing. And that actually came from um, me writing a story when I was really little, and it was about Donald Duck. He went traveling and forgot his passport. And at first I thought, oh yeah, travel, I love travel, that's where I need to be. But as I grew a bit older, I think I realized it was about telling telling stories and telling a brand story is something I really enjoy. Awesome. That definitely sounds interesting. So it seems to me like you've been in the industry for quite a while now. Um, I've definitely seen lots of the great content that you've been sharing across Twitter and social media. And I've also been fortunate enough to see you deliver some great talks during webinars during lockdown. <laughs> So I just wanted to ask you, if you could go back to when you first began in the industry, what advice would you give yourself? I think when I first started, I was really worried that I had to pick a niche there and then. Uh, and as a result, I actually didn't really know where to start. So it felt really overwhelming. And there's all these conferences and all these people that do very niche things very, very well. But what really taught me so much about the industry is starting, officially starting in digital marketing as an account manager, which meant that I got to see all different sides of digital marketing that that agency offered. And as a result, I have a good understanding of how it all connects, how it works together, and how it's not just one solution that will fix everything. And it comes back to that whole, like the most SEO phrase ever, which is, it depends. And as, <laughs> I, as I learned more about that, I, I found the things that I feel really enthusiastic about. I found like what I'm good at and how I can really serve my clients best. So my advice to myself would be just be open and be broad to begin with. and find out what it is that like ticks your boxes and makes you happy awesome so that's a really interesting beginning of a marketing career what do you think that you've learned from that starting as an account manager because most people typically would start as very a junior role uh, like a an assistant or an executive but as an account manager i imagine you would probably have a lot of things to cover what do you think that you've learned from that so from a just to be completely open and share that wasn't my first role my first job after uni but it was my first officially in digital marketing job before right. that um before that i worked in-house as a marketing manager and i've worked in customer service as well and before that i mean about a million jobs in hospitality and what I've learned from that is again to just be to be flexible and follow what comes on your path I guess sure you can you create your own path and your own destiny um but that doesn't mean that these random things that might drop in might not actually teach you loads and you know now when I look back I think oh well um why did I have a role in customer service to begin with but actually it means yeah. that I can empathize with my with my clients better now. And so even though I've not had this straight line of coming out of uni, 
starting in a junior role in an agency that focused on one niche and then progressing in that. I've, I've, I've had a journey that's gone all over the place, but all of those different roles have shaped me into what I am now. It definitely sounds interesting and you definitely sound like you are much richer for the experience and have drawn a lot of inspiration from various different roles. Uh, speaking of inspiration, who is a big inspiration for you in the industry right now? Wow, that's such a it's such a big question, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I've, I've got loads of people that inspire me on so many different levels. Like if you look at um, the community that Arish has built with women in tech SEO and really pushing, uh, you know, for women to be more visible and uh, more equal in the industry, which is just astounding, the work she does. And that inspires me every day. But there, if we are talking about sort of the broader digital marketing industry, two people I have to mention are the two people who gave me my first shot, which are Matt and Paddy Era who saw this girl coming in as a, from a, an in-house marketing role and took a chance on me. Um, and I've, nice. I've learned so much from them, which is just amazing. And then at the moment you see new, you always see new people rising and people sharing, you know, information like, uh, you know, Ruth, who is teaching us all how to use Python and make our days more efficient. Brittany Muller, who's sharing about machine learning. And then, you know, there's, yeah, I think our industry is filled with amazingly knowledgeable people. And what I love is that they want to share. Good stuff. Good stuff. You've definitely shouted out a lot of people there. I might have to start charging for names here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think there are a lot of people sharing some really, really useful and interesting stuff. And I am certainly in agreement with you that it's a case of constantly learning from these people. And I think that you're in a good position because of your background, which has helped you to now start up your own company. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to touch a little bit more about that. It must be difficult to have your own company and to make sure that everything is in order. What would you say is the biggest challenge that you've got now and how are you going to overcome it? Oh, so one thing that I find hard <laughs> is to say no um but i'm learning and it is definitely something that is helping me and will help me further now that's not to say that i don't want to get involved or do things but what i hold very dear is to be able to work with the clients that i have and give them the best service possible um, which gets harder and harder the more you say yes to other things. And um, yeah, that's definitely something I've learned over the last six to 12 months that sometimes it, it is actually very valuable to say no, whether that's for your headspace, uh, for actually just having the time to get everything done or um, you know, to make sure that you're delivering the service you want to be delivering for the clients that you already have. Absolutely. That definitely sounds interesting. It wouldn't be a lockdown podcast if we didn't mention coronavirus, COVID-19. So I'm going to ask the question, apologies <laughs> in advance. How has COVID-19 
hit you in terms of your business hopefully it hasn't hit you personally and you're still saying safe and healthy but in terms of your business how has that affected you and how did you respond to it sure so yeah i'm very lucky that covid hasn't hit me personally or anyone close around me so i feel very lucky with that from a business point of view i think um I temporarily maybe pivoted to rather than a business consultant, just being more of a listening ear. I've, I have joked that I'll put a therapist on my CV going forward um, because, <laughs> you know, every single one of my clients had to had to change around things to as COVID hit them. Uh, it changed how they did business and how I responded to that is essentially to try and be there for that client the way they prefer. So I had, as an example, there's one client who needed a bit more reassurance that I was definitely, uh, you know, on the ball. So we had more, more regular catch-ups and that could just be literally a five minute call or a quick email with an overview of what's going on. Um, and basically I made sure that they knew that I was there for them. Equally, there's another client who said, right, I just need to get my head down. You just do you, you do your bit. And um, I need, I actually need less because I can't have more things in my brain right now. Um, yeah, yeah I, it was a case of understanding, understanding my clients and, and what they prefer, really. Interesting. Definitely interesting. It sounds like you've had to balance wearing so many different hats while also trying to learn about how your clients operate in this environment. Mm -hmm. Speaking of learning, that brings me on very nicely to my next question. I wanted to ask you personally, so you seem like a very, very busy person, so many different things going on for you. <laughs> how do you personally keep learning and how do you keep gaining knowledge in order to stay on top or keep on top with the, everything that's going on in the industry right now? There is always so much going on in our industry, isn't there? From, um, yeah. you know, uh, more automation to machine learning to AI. There is there is all of that. And then there's also just the foundation, if, particularly if we're talking about um, SEO. Uh, you know, there's, there's the basics that are important to understand just as well as all the new things. So for me, it is um, a case of learning and understanding what will serve me. So with everything that's always changing, which is great and super interesting, it's good to understand that although everything is interesting, not everything will help me. Um, so I am really selective about the you know the webinars i follow the the courses i sign up for and uh the articles i read to make sure that the time that i am spending learning is done so for the things that i find that that are helping me develop the way i want to yeah absolutely a lot of that resonates with me certainly when we first went into lockdown 
and it was very new. I was looking at all of these events coming out and webinars and I was like, right, I'll sign up for this, sign up for that, sign up for this, knowing that you'd probably get the recordings. And then most evenings I was four or five hours just watching, but it wasn't going in. No, it's too much, isn't it? I was just taking in so much. Yeah, it was just, there's not even a phrase for it, but it was just, I don't know, death by webinar recording, basically. (laughs) Yeah. I've completely, <laughs> I've so been there. I can't even tell you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm fully with you there in terms of being a little bit more selective about which content to consume. That's definitely something that I'd failed at at the start of lockdown. Same. Touching on failure, what would you say in the last say twelve months? What would you say has been the biggest failure for you, and why do you think that happened? That is a that is a great question. So. About 12 months ago, I started, I started working for myself. So the last 12 months, the last year have been an enormous learning curve for me. Um, I would say the biggest failures are actually in the details, in um, not asking enough questions or not asking the right questions when talking to, for example, a prospect or a client and trying to understand the scope of uh, work that you want to do together I've definitely learned to ask more questions and even if it sounds repetitive or way similar to other questions I've asked I find that if I have more information I can either scope out the project better or and deliver the project better as well because I understand what it is that they are looking for so I would definitely say that the biggest failure for me would be uh, thinking thinking I understand, presuming that I know what someone else is talking about, and um, yeah, that it just it happens, doesn't it? Like you think like oh, I think in fact probably more so in the beginning. I was like yeah, I've done SEO for some years now. I know I know about HubSpot and email marketing. What you want a newsletter? Yeah, bam got it ready (laughs) and then the client goes oh this is not the tone of voice that I wanted or this is not at all what I meant when I talked to you (laughs) um so you know that's uh that's that's tough love but it is all love and it is learning so (laughs) yeah it's all a learning curve right absolutely so you mentioned a little bit about a project that you're working on there what else are you working on right now so right now, I have, a, I have quite a diverse set of projects that I'm working on, which is really nice. I've got um, a couple of retained clients, which means that I have uh, a foundation for myself. So I know that there are certain things that I'll work on every month. And that also means that there's some money coming in every month, which is like on a very basic level, that's very nice. Um, but I'm also diversifying a bit and working with um, a social enterprise company. So they put some of their profit back into investing into younger people who may have come from a disadvantaged background, which is w- just mo- way more of a of a feel good kind of project rather than a you know um, a commercial one. Uh, at the same time, I'm I'm working with Wick Digital, which is a Princess Trust subsidiary, uh, and that's just volunteering and making sure that they get emails out and get 
volunteers and businesses involved with their project. And, um, and just a small little plug as well, uh, I'm helping Arij with uh, some more email marketing for the Women in Tech SEO community. And I think that is one of, one of the biggest wins for me in starting my own business, is having the flexibility to have time for both. Uh, it means that I, I can work and I can work on these really interesting and challenging projects uh, with clients who each have their own, their own needs. But it also means that I can make time and space for myself to uh, work on a voluntary basis and work with, with causes that are very close to me. Awesome. That sounds brilliant. Sadly, we're almost at the end of this podcast, which definitely is sad because I've been really enjoying this. Um, <laughs> but I've just got a couple more questions for you. The first mm -hmm. one is this. If we had swapped roles right now, mm -hmm. what question would you ask yourself that I haven't asked you already? To be honest, I think you've got a really nice set of questions because it really takes you from start to, not finish, but from the start of a career, I guess a question that if I were you might have asked myself is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, okay, so what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, when I was really little, I wanted to be a vet, but then I realized it would involve seeing animals in pain and I didn't really like that. Then I wanted to be a journalist, uh, which, again comes back to that storytelling and the reason why I didn't end up uh, studying journalism is because I went to one of those you know those nights that universities arrange and they get people from the field to come in and tell a bit about their job and this journalist that we um that we had was like don't do it there's no money in it it's gonna all gonna go online anyway and <laughs> like help me basically <laughs> so I was like oh okay I'm not gonna study journalism then <laughs> and <laughs> so that freaked me right out and that's and that is the real reason <laughs> why I'm now in marketing <laughs> what about you Adim? good what about you what did you want to be when you grew up I wanted to be a sports journalist just because uh, it's dead sad I loved football and for me I was like these guys get to watch football for free and then get paid to talk about it oh, this is a dream job that is the dream isn't it yeah absolutely i even got offered a job straight out of university fortunately mm -hmm. and it but it would have meant relocating and the salary at the time was very low mm -hmm. so i started looking at literally box room accommodations yeah did the numbers and it was just look i would have to eat like one tin of beans per week oh, in dear. order to live so oh no I had to turn it down. But yeah. One day you'll be back. That's me. Yeah. Last couple from me then. Finishing on a bit more of a positive. When you need to get deep in the zone of productivity, mm -hmm. what is your go-to song or go-to artist? What's in your ears when you're in that zone? Uh, so to really get into like a technical SEO audit or really, really focus, I tend to go to um, a playlist on Spotify called Retrowave Outrun. And it's, I can't even explain it. It's like this synthy 80s music with not much vocal. So it's very based on the music. And 
it's almost like after a while you can't hear the music anymore, but that's nice. <laughs> um <laughs> it really it really helps me focus and it was actually izzy who uh who shared that months ago uh on twitter izzy smith and um yeah that's been in my ears ever since when uh when i have to do something technical that's what i'm listening to awesome thanks very much for sharing that i'm definitely gonna have to check this out listen it has been a pleasure to have you thank you very much where can people find out more about you or get in touch with you Cool, yeah, so I'm on all the social media. Um, I have my own website, mobdigital.com. Uh, on Twitter, it's it's Maret, all one word. Um, on LinkedIn, it's Maret Rutelingsberger, so good luck with spelling that. And um, yeah, <laughs> just come and find me. Awesome. Once again, thanks very much for your time today. This has been brilliant, and I'm sure that when people listen to this, they will love it too. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for having me, Azim. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. So that was another great episode in the bag. I'm really enjoying hearing from some of the top names in this industry, and I hope that you are too. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating, like, share, and subscribe. You can find out more about the podcast on the Twitter page at AzeemDigiAsks, all one word, and also on my website, which is IamAzeemDigital.com. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, you can get in touch with me via my website. And that's it from me. Looking forward to the next episode already. Take care.